All right, everybody, we're talking about the last episode of the Mandalorian and the latest episode, not the last one. Second to last, actually, of the Mandalorian. It starts with recap code, IG unit, uh, be in my crew. Nope, thanks, peace out, Kara, client, large bounty, small package. Okay, Werner, Werner, keep it to yourself. uh, also playing ball hide and seek. Uh, and then the episode opens, uh, that's my, you know, my quick, quick recap. Uh, let me make sure my, uh, subtitles are on here so I can capture some of the dialogue while we go through this, uh, against the guild code here. Mando's looking at the ball hide and seek with the uh, Troopers of Storms, oh so wrapped up, oh so cute wrapped up. And now the title screens are playing. Uh, and then the episode eventually will open here in space. Uh, Mando's ship, the Razor Crest, as we, as we, you know, I should know, but I always forget. Uh, also, I, you know, I'm not doing this research, but I said, is it the brand of the ship? Is it, ra- oh, that's Razor Crest brand. A ship that can't be detected, Razorcrest, uh, or is it the name of the ship? Uh, old Razorcrest is named after Old Razorcrest, that salty space pirate uh, whose uh, crest on its head was so, uh, you know, like you could you could shave on it. That's why we called him Old Razorcrest. Also, was very young. They looked old. He was one of those beings. Uh, a bit like Oso, but different. Uh, but it opens in space. Oso's sleeping cute in a new bassinet, or uh, I guess it's not a bassinet. I'd like to listen to a podcast. I guess this is a, this podcast, a podcast of stuff Oso sleeps in. He gets a message from Grief Cargus. I guess these are one-way messages, uh, like a late-delivered voicemail. Like a like a video, a FaceTime, but they don't. They're not two way. I mean, here's one thing that would, I just thought of. It would get on my nerves. If you if you had to send somebody a message, you got to stand up every time because Grief Cargus is standing up. Uh, he'd say, "Oh man, I got to send Mando a message. I just don't. I'm sitting here on the couch. I know I got to get up and stand in front of the camera." I wish I wish I had that camera brought droid. You know, I got that droid that can do it for me. Especially one with that ring that makes everybody look good, ring light. Uh, but he says, hey, surprise. He goes, son, have I got a little story to tell? What you thought was the leader of your uh, your guild is, uh, is still kicking it. You must be too if you're watching this. Uh, a lot has happened. You got We got some despotic rule going on. And really messing stuff up, and we can't get close to him. It's that Werner. And I got one last commission for you, buddy. Worth your while. You know, you've been successful so far. And in return, you know, you and the child will get to do whatever you want. Here's my proposition. But B-A-I-T, though. We got some loyal guild members ready to help out. Men of honor, or man of, oh no, maybe he says you're a man of honor. 
He says, go to the, go, go there, check it out. Uh, you and the child uh, will be cleared. Oh, for a man of honor, she may not be forced to live in exile. Await your arrival with optimism. Uh, look at, he looks at the sleeping Oso. He's thinking, he looks over his shoulder. Oh, he's so cute and sleepy with his orange button. And he thinks for a while, turns his head again, clicks some buttons, makes, you know, makes a decision clearly. And the ship starts moving. Space, uh, title, oh, the title, then we get the title after the Razor Crest goes by in space, uh, The Reckoning, Chapter 7. And this is kind of what we've been waiting for. This uh, next, like, a five to ten minute sequence, we see a swamp planet, Razor Crest, uh, uh, then we cut to the kebab and noodle bar. And uh, Cara Dune is having this ribbon. There's there must be this new competition. It's like a ribbon dance. You know what ribbon dancing is? It's when you dance with ribbons. Usually they're attached by a stick. Uh, and it's a form of dance. Uh, actually, I think it's even in the Olympics as a part of uh, gymnastics. Now, this one takes place in a kebab and noodle bar, so a little bit more gritty. Gritty noodle. N- n- not no- Actually, maybe it was noodle dance. Oh. Ribbon noodles, so it's not just ribbon dancing, it's a ribbon noodle dancing dance off uh, where they use the ribbons uh, in a competitive way. So she's doing that against a dude who looks a bit like an ankylosaurus, uh, his crest like a dino. That's what I put originally. Mando and Oso roll in like uh, two two swag like two swaggerers. Uh, they say, G- "Give us a couple glow drinks, uh, g- heavy on the glow cu- cubes, light on the booze." And they say, "What up, Dune?" And she says, "What up with it?" And uh, they say, she says, "I'm laying low here." And then the g- g- guy she had the ribbon noodle dance off with, she says, "Come back soon." Uh, and he goes, I got this big reward thing. Uh, yeah, you want to work with me? She goes, no, I can't. I'm on, uh, everybody's on the lookout for me. And uh, you can't do it. Uh, you got to stay low, just like you said. Uh, you know, uh, I got a history. He goes, a handsome re- what about a handsome reward? And I don't mean money, you know, hubba hubba. She goes, what? I'm not in the mood, dude. Get to the point. Uh and I also don't need to deal with any local warlords. He goes, oh, no, it's imperial. And she says, I'm in. And then we see a map. Uh, what does it say? Contact. No, let me. Oh, so she's talking. Karen, uh, she, she goes, you, is your contact need to vet me? Amanda goes, no, doesn't know you're coming. She goes, that's going to be a problem. He goes, well, his problem, not mine. Oso likes that line. Then they go down to the work station. He goes, take your pick, uh, uh, pick one. She goes, is he up all right up there alone, like a baby that's always getting into stuff? Uh, he says, oh, yeah. Then she says, uh, hey, will you trust your contact? And he, he goes, no. Then at 712, do yourself a gigantic favor and use these time codes because at 712, you're in for a surprise. Uh, right around 712. Now it's, oh, 705, actually. Oh, wow, it goes on for a while. They zoom in. At first, it's 7.05, it's in the background. 
Oso pops Oso's head down to check on the adults and like, and then starts trying to drive the car. Uh, so before misbehaving, Oso knows enough to check. Uh, so then Oso's trying to drive the ship. Uh, and Kara says, do I need to state the obvious? We need somebody to watch him. Uh, you know anyone you trust? He goes, huh, yeah. Actually, we just happen to be on our way there anyway. And then we see a kind of a desert badlands planet. Music's playing. We see our favorite beasts of burden. And I'm not talking about the stones. I'm talking about those creatures. Who's, you know, I'll remember their names in a minute. You see our favorite windmill spinning around like a pinwheel. You look at that windmill and then you know you found the right farm, the right outpost. Uh, Again, they say, what up? Uh, and old Nolte says, come on in. Uh, now fla- flailing bin. Uh, what is that? I don't know what that means. I think it says in it something, a flashing bin. Uh, but they go in his house. He says, geez, that thing hasn't grown much. Uh, and Amanda goes, so it might be a strand cast. He goes, no, 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 not engineered. Uh, it's evolved. It's too ugly. He goes, what Kara doing, though? She could be from the side of caves of someplace, Nor- Nor- Norva or something. Uh, and he goes, uh, he, she was a dropper. And he goes, oh, yeah, I was on the other side. Sorry, but I was conscripted. So uh, I had to pay my client's debt. Uh, now I serve no one but myself. And then we have our old favorite IG unit. It says, T anyone? And everyone gets freaked. Uh, like, what the heck? Uh, Mando says, no, 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 this thing's out. And he goes, no, no, I reprogrammed it. Uh, don't worry. And then we have this very poetic like uh, thing. And let me read some of it because they flash back. Uh, and he says, geez, in the wake of your visit, uh, it was left behind. And we see, I mean, there's a lot of scavenging to do. Holy moly, you'd make millions. I don't know where those uh, Jawas are right now. Uh, But he says, I found it laying where it fell. Uh, He kind of cradles it. He says, devoid of all uh, non-big farm. And he goes, I recovered the floatsome and staked it as my own. Really uh, poetic. I really like that. and they starts working on it. Uh, goes a little remained of its neural harness. Sorry, the, the reconstruction was quite difficult, uh, but not impossible. Then there's a sequence of the IG unit learning everything from scratch. Uh, uh, something that cannot be taught with a twist of a spanner. Uh, patience, repetition. I wish I had someone to train me like this, uh, trying to feed the blurgs. So that's what they're called, the blurgs. Uh, day after day, reinforcing its development. I guess this is foreshadowing. Patience and affirmation. So what a good parent. Uh, it developed personality as his experiences grew. And eventually he could pour dinner uh, oatmeal for the blurg uh, and move boxes. Uh, and uh, stuff like that, which was great. And now, then, now, serve tea. Yeah. So the, then they have a stare down. He goes, it's still, he goes, no, it's a protector now. 
not a not a looking for people stuff. Uh, Mando and the IG unit stare each other down, and it's silence. And then the IG unit says, "T anyone, anyone." Uh, then we have an outside sequence with the uh, Mando. And Mando goes, geez, I, I got a situation. The guy goes, well, why else would you come out here? And, uh, and Mando goes, I want to hire you. He goes, I'm retired. And he goes, I can pay you handsomely. Ugh, not. And he goes, by the way, I got a name. It's Quill, I think. Uh, like Almost like Quill, but Quill. He goes, I'm not a babysitter. He goes, I'll reprogram the IG unit for babysitting. And he goes, why don't you like droids anyway? Uh, and he goes, because he goes, he goes, they're not good or bad. They just are natural, neutral reflections of those who imprint them. Mando goes, I don't believe that. Uh, he goes, well, do you trust me? He goes, yeah, I guess so. He goes, then you will trust my work. And he goes, hey, I, oh, this one. He says, I, I will do it. We'll do it for free because uh, we want to keep it. We like that kid. And he says, none will be free until the old ways are gone forever. So he would join the Khaleesi, man. He's down for breaking the wheel, even though that didn't work out. Uh, he goes, also, blurgs are coming. Mando goes, you got to be kidding me. He goes, yep, I've spoken. Uh, then they're in space, and I guess they decide to feed the blurgs while they're on autopilot and have an arm wrestling match between uh, Cara Dune and Mando uh, while Quill's working. It looks like he's smoking some kind of pipe or something. It, uh, like he's pulling tubes, so like literally pulling tubes at uh, about thirteen fifty. But Baby Oso does not like the arm wrestling, and let's care do know about it with mystical hand stuff. Uh, Amanda goes, "What are you doing?" No, no, no. She's a friend. We we're just pl- playing arm wrestling. Uh, uh, he goes, Kara's my friend. And she goes, that's not okay. And then uh, Quill goes, curious. And she goes, curious. Uh, and he goes, this stuff with the mudhorn. Now it makes all makes sense. He goes, I've heard about this. He goes, uh, she goes, what, in the Empire? He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, well, when I was, yeah, when I was put in the Empire, uh, oh, no. he goes, yeah, I'm free because I worked my way to freedom. Maybe you would know what that is. Uh, he goes, I worked with three human lifetimes. NIG rolls up silently. He doesn't seem to like Kara's tone. I don't know. I, I was trying to count how many eyes IG unit has. A lot. Uh, Amanda goes, how about a nice crib for this baby? Let's change the subject. Could you pad this floating shipping container I have? Uh, and he goes, I'll fabricate a, fabricate a better one with my hands, uh, with the skill of one's hands. So he gets you send that. Uh, uh, let's see. Then uh, Karen Mando are flying. They say we're going to Navarro. Have you ever been there? Nope. Uh, not a great place. So the city's dug in deep. Uh, no cover. And Empire held it till the end of the war. Uh, Mando was yeah. This same. This dude is uh, no insignia, but he's like. Uh, He's some sort of, you know, imperial warlord. Oh, like former officer. Then the IG unit comes, second meal? Do you want it here below? Mando goes, not hungry, dude. I guess he speaks for the royalty because Kara doesn't get to eat. Maybe she bailed, though. 
And he goes, this thing can't go off the ship. He goes, she goes, geez, uh, it's rewired. And he goes, yeah, I don't know. I don't care how much wiring it replaced. It's its nature. And she goes, it's not going to take long. This is going to be easy. Uh, easy, easy and quick. I'm going to go eat with the IG unit, by the way. Bye. Mando sits there solo thinking. Uh, then we, let's see, not hungry. Then we see it's uh, the planet. We land. Grief standing there with three guild members. Uh, one, the I think one of the dudes with the big helmets. Uh, uh, the, the blurgs get off with the three of them on it, which is impressive. Uh, that they, they leaves grief and his crew speechless. Uh, uh, I mean, if you see, Amanda says, "This is the first blurg you saw." I'm a blurg rider now. On a gray blurg, I ride. Uh, and by the way, you know, we are kind of wanted. Uh, and Grief says, I walk these dirts. Uh, he goes, anyway, sorry, man. Sorry about everything getting so complicated. Uh, and he goes, introductions are in order, I guess. I thought you were coming by yourself. Uh, he goes, but we all got security now. Uh, and Grief says, uh, the... Uh, Maybe the guild trooper should stay back uh, since she's got tattoos, uh, anti-empire tattoos, and they look at their hackles up. And Amanda says, not a choice, dude. So, uh, uh, Grief says, oh, man, fine, fine. Cover it up, though. And he goes, where's the baby? You want to say hi? Baby loves me. And Mando actually introduces grief to Oso with a floating new fro, new floating pram, NFP new floating pram. And he goes, "Holy cow, this kid is cute! Oh, so cute! Wow! Now I see what the fuss is about. Precious little creature," he says. Uh, arms open, quiet, fine little one. All the fuss. Uh, glad we'll put this uh, matter to rest. The sun drops fast on Navarro, by the way. So let's get through this lava and walk, blurg walk over uh, to our campsite. And they wrote, they used the lava to 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 keep their fire warm, which is very intelligent. Uh, and a lot of staring down. Uh, babies, Oso's getting fed. And let's see what else. Uh, we see some of the other, we see this is a, you know, the countryside of this planet has beings on it. I'm surprised they would have such a big dinner. Like they have a giant, like it's like they're celebrating even though they're not. Yeah, but they're all gathered around working. Uh, feed so like I said. They're kicked back. Actually, uh, Grief's in parlay position at, uh, at 2020, 2012. Uh, goes that little biker. Goes, he goes, that must be for some highfalutin menagerie. And Amanda goes, what's the plan again? He goes, go in, show him the baby, and get out. So that's it, ABC. And Amanda goes, how many? He goes, oh, X Empire, four. You know, they're just paid workers. They'll take off. And what if they don't? Well, it goes, I'm their best bet for a new employment. So hopefully they're smart. Uh, no more than four. Trust me. 
And then we have these birds come, and it turns out that uh, Blurg and birds don't get along, which we didn't know. And a couple of the guild members, they have a, a bird objection. Uh, so two Blurgs go out. Uh, Mando almost went out. Oso ends up fine. Grief ends up, uh, he got like a, like a, a, something in his eye, and he says, I don't know, man. And Oso rolls up. First, Kara tries to fix it. Then he, she's like, I don't got the, you know, I don't got enough uh, light or whatever. So then baby Oso rolls up and says, well, boozity, boozity, boo. And uh, I fixed it just for you. But at first, there's a little comic relief because Grief says, he's trying to eat me. Uh, but he uses the old E.T. touch. Uh, also, I saw an old iPod there. Uh, I don't know if it was on Oso's bassinet or on grief. Uh, then Oso has to rest, uh, and everyone's like, oh, that didn't go good. Uh, then the next morning comes, uh, and we do some walking and talking. After all that, uh, grief's like, can you believe it? There was something in my eye, and that kid did a googly googly goo, and it came out, uh, all the way out. And let's see, slow walking, one blur, got a three left. Still got the floating pram, though. They say, I don't know what's going on. Mando says, keep eyes on it, Kara. Uh, walking, talking, second thought. So that's what Mando says. Uh, or she says, they walk to the edge, overlooking the town. And Grief says, I guess this is it. And it's a double cross time, but now it's triple cross. Uh, because uh, grief triple cross is the, the uh, double crossers. I don't know where blur the blurg is uh, in uh, Queel. And he goes, "You got a new plan. We were going to double cross you. Uh, I realized that, uh, you know, but uh, I triple crossed, so I'm back on your side." And so he goes, "Cover up your stripes. Uh, we'll still go into town." We still got to deal with this. They go, geez, no, no, we should get out of here. And then uh, Quill says, no, let him speak. He goes, you bring the kid in. We still do this plan. You know, you'll be free. Otherwise, you're going to be getting tracked down by the Empire the whole time. You got to deal with this now. Uh, so there's a face down. Oso's watching. Uh, and he goes, okay, yeah, just pretend you caught me. Karis works for you. And uh, he goes, uh, we'll do a little fake Rooney. Uh, so he, he says, hey, yeah, let's uh, let's pretend we caught you and the child. Uh, but Mando says, he goes, no, we got to bring the kid. Mando goes, no way, I got a plan. He goes, Quill, you take the kid, seal yourself in the ship, engage ground, engage ground security protocols. Nothing can get in. And here's the com link, you know, it's still chapstick thing. And he says, let's do this thing. Uh, he says, goodbye. And they get ready, a little couple of prep shots, everybody getting ready, holding the baby. And they head off, he pats the baby's back. We've got an empty crib, but it's, it's sealed up, which is hilarious. Uh, we watch Oso, watch them go bye-bye. 
And then we go into town. We see the arch that we've seen before. Then we see some speeder bike troopers. Uh, they're kind of bossy. They demand uh, Grief's chain code. It took two scans to get it to work. He goes, how about that helmet? And the grief goes, no, going on, going on my wall. On your wall, Mando says, uh, he says, okay. Then we see, uh, we also see, uh, grief riding or, uh, uh, quill riding back to the ship. Uh, let's see right now they're scanning his chain code. They had to scan it twice to get it to work. Uh, he goes, this scanner's not, uh, Quite up to date, uh, but uh, he says, "Yeah." Now he's handing his chain code back to him. They start rolling out again. They got to go through town with floating pram. Yeah, they're getting lots of looks from everybody. And Kara says, "What about?" I told you, said there'd be four people here. And he goes, "Yeah, with inside, and I didn't mean outside." He goes, "This is you know." And she goes, slip him, slip Mando's stuff. He goes, maybe later. And she's kind of glaring at him. Uh, Mando looks at the bram. And now we see uh, the blurred again, Quail and Oso riding back to the ship. And then they roll into the uh, Werner's office. We see the four troopers, uh, which grief brags on. Four troopers, see? And Werner stands, oh, great, good to see you, new armor, eh? Uh, Groove's like, as promised, I got this dude here. Uh, and, you know, Werner says, nice craftsmanship on this uh, armor of yours. Beautiful Beskar, forged by ancestral artisans and uh, elaborate use of alliteration twice, uh, excellent alliteration. He goes, how about a libation, man? Old grief. And he goes, hit me, boss. Uh, So then they go and sit down. uh, And then they say, okay, then more troops come in. And then we get a speech uh, from the old warlord, old Werner. Goes, man, don't you realize the empire is so great? Uh, Improves every system by every metric. Wealth of wealthy people. Prosperity of prosperous trade with trading people opportunities uh, for the people that have the opportunities uh, clean houses for those with cleaning crews because uh, isn't that better than this revolution thing because isn't it, it's cleaner because uh, look at all this dust even on these stormtroopers they're not shiny. And then we, this part was so hilarious, but it was so hilarious that you could lean into it. He goes, let me see the baby. Grief goes, he's asleep. And then I think it was just this one line made it work. Uh, he goes, I'd like to see the baby. Grief goes, he's asleep, dude. And he goes, oh, we'll be quiet. Uh, it was just cry. It's a really, and then he goes, oh boy. And then he says, open the plant pram, by the way, I'm not a, a sucker. And he just happens to get a call right then. Which really works out. Uh, so he gets a call, goes, uh, excuse me, let me see what he says. Uh, I don't mean to be rude, I got to take this call, though, it's my boss. Uh, then Mando gets ready for his move. There's actually a salt and pepper shaker on the bar, I think. A grinder. Grief goes, you got one chance. And Kara says, there's way more troopers than we expected. He goes, what can I tell you? Nothing's, nobody's perfect, right? 
Uh, let's see. Currently sleeping. Oh, they, they, then the boss who, you know, we see, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Get Moff Gideon says, where's the baby? He goes, currently sleeping, I think. Uh, then we see this one thing that uh, was strange, I guess, when you think about the value. But, I mean, maybe they had some precision, something going on. And they take out uh, a Werner and his crew. Moff Gideon does the Empire. Uh, like a total bust or something. And But he leaves care of grief in uh, Mando and the baby. And so they get ready. They say, what just happened? Uh, was that a double cross? I mean, that's what I thought at first. And we see these uh, stormtroopers in black. I don't know exactly what you call those. Uh, uh, serious troopers. Uh, then a transport pulls up with a ton more stormtroopers. Uh, they get off. Uh, they ha- they're clean. They have shiny. They're like, uh, Kara's like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, so then all of them are gathered. So it's like a no, like so outnumbered, like 80 to 1. Maybe even a well, maybe like 60 to 1. And then Mando, classic mistake, he calls, he goes, Quill, you at the ship? Uh, you taking that slow moving blurg there? Uh, get out of here. Get on the ship and go. Of course, they have the phones tapped. Uh, so the speeder bike troopers hop on their bikes and take off. Uh, and then we have a t- ticking clock, a quick one, quickly ticking. So we have the showdown. We have them cornered and trying to figure out what's next. Then we have a, a X or not an X-Wing TIE fighter come in. And it does some fancy landing moves. Oh, boy, is it fancy, the landing moves. Uh uh, then we have the race to the ship. Uh, the, oh, the wings fold on it. That's what I mean, the fancy landing wings. Uh, uh, even kicks up so much dirt, grief carcass, b- b- coughs. Uh, then we have uh, Blurg and Quill trying to get back to the ship. They're almost there, of course. Oh, of course. And then we have the roof of the TIE fighter opening slowly. Oh, that's when you say, holy, uh, bolo, you know, Valpolio Yoko, Loco. And, uh, he's got kind of like a Vader outfit going. I don't know if that's what all moths wear. And a cloak and a glare that we haven't seen since what, season five. Uh, he goes, you have something I want. And they go, who is this guy? And you might have think you know what you're doing, but you don't. Uh, you know you don't even know who you're messing with. Uh, and Amanda goes, "Are you back at the ship? Uh, they're on to us." Uh, then we see another sequence of the of the chase going on. And he goes, "I already got you." He goes, uh, "The baby is going to be mine." Yeah. Uh, then we have another chase uh, chase segment. He says, "Is he going to make it?" Very attention, Mando calling. Uh, the door going down, and he says, this means more to me than you'll ever know, this baby Oso. Mando gives one more quick thing back, and then we realize it didn't, well, first you think maybe there's one other thing, but if you really watch like five or six times, you realize uh, the speeder bikers ended up catching up and uh, saying, hey, don't you want to ride on a speeder bike, Oso? We have, and then Oso says, I guess I'll try it. And Quill and the Blurg, they decide to take a break. 
uh, and uh, they say, well, we'll go visit the big farm because we want to see those other two blurgs that went with the birds to the big farm. And you'll, uh, you'll, you'll ever know. Uh, yeah, quill out. Then there's mist. Uh, then there's, uh, what does that say? Cliffhanger. Oh, the episodes. I said, what's a cliffhanger? Uh, but yeah, it was a cliffhanger of an episode. Then there was about, I think there's either 13 or 14 paintings at the end. Uh, so there was that. And, uh, yeah, let's look, let's go ahead and look up some stuff that came up in the episode. All right, so a couple of things came up. Uh, one thing was at the beginning. Uh, I think Grief Cargus says, "Yeah, I'm still, I'm still not at the big farm in the sky," uh, which reminded me of the Pearl Jam song. I'm still not at the big farm in the sky, also known as Alive. Uh, which I guess I don't know if that's all. Like, if I don't know if that's considered oldies or not. I'm not being, I'm not kidding either. Uh, but uh, it was a song by the American band Pearl Jam on their debut album 10, which came out in 1991. So I guess it's not 20, was that 20, 01? Oh, it's not quite 30 years ago, but holy. Uh, Alive uh, is a, it was originally an instrumental called The Dollar Short. It was on a demo tape where they were looking for a lead singer. Eddie Vedder got a copy of the tape, wrote, wrote lyrics uh, that kind of described a fictionalized account uh, of his childhood and his relationship with his father. Uh, it charted at number 16 in the UK and number 9 in Australia. It was the only uh, Pearl Jam song to receive a certification from the British phonographic industry, going silver, 200,000 copies. Top 20 in Belgium, Ireland, Netherlands, and New Zealand. A single is only available through import in the U.S., so it didn't chart in the U.S. Uh, uh, remixed versions. So Stone Gossard wrote the music for the song while well, he was still a member of Mother Love Bone. And uh, he said uh, Andrew Wood sang it uh, for a little while. And then Gossard and Jeff Ament, uh we started working with Michael McCready. They're trying to form a new band, and that was one of five uh, tracks on their demo tape. Uh, Eddie, Vetti, Eddie Vedder started listening. He was uh, working as a petroleum guy for a petroleum company in San Diego, and he said he listened to it. And they went surfing, and then record, saw the lyrics, recorded it, sent it back. Then uh, they invited him to join the band. Uh, then the first they were called Mookie Blaylock was the name of the band, uh, and they recorded it live during a demo session at London Bridge Studio. Uh, it would later appear on their debut album Ten and the promotional live EP. Uh, it's an A minor. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, it's a trilogy of songs like a, about a Vetter, uh, mini opera, uh, alive once in footsteps, uh, about uh, your complicated stuff. Uh, and uh, let's see, it uh, even came out in a Coca-Cola pop music sampler in 1991. And yeah, so then there was a video directed by John Taft. Uh, it's a black and white video of a performance uh, from Seattle. Uh, so uh, some of it's even 
The drumming is actually the clip from the video rather than from the record version, uh, which didn't even include their current drummer or the drummer at the time the song was recorded. And yeah, so it's a little bit about a link to it. It just made me think, because uh, he says, I'm still alive. Uh, also, uh, he says, a man of honor, which made me think of the Game of Thrones episode, A Man Without Honor. And I said, what was that, in season one, season two? I looked it up, it was season, oh, it was season two. Holy dyslexia. I thought it said, so I looked it up. I said, what was that, in season two, season three? So here's a little insight into my life. I've been, for the past couple hours, I was so confused because uh, I looked it up, but then I, what do you call it, transposing numbers. So I thought it was episode seven, season two. And I said, really, that's how many episodes, how many seasons were there at Game of Thrones? I thought there was only seven or eight. There must be like 10 uh, because, you know, this is an early season. And I was like, wait, Talissa, Rob, uh, Rose, uh, or Agreet, uh, 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 and Mom, uh, everybody's in this episode, like Tywin. So I was really mixed up. So I guess it's not a relief because then I said, wow, I must have forgot a lot about those first seasons. Uh, that'll be great when I rewatch it. But now it's a little bit of a relief and a letdown. So second season, the seventh episode of the second season, which makes sense because it leads up to uh, the conclusion. It causes the conclusion of the second season. Uh, but it, the name of the episode comes from Caitlin Stark uh, saying, you're a man without honor, uh, to Jamie. As written by Benioff and Weiss, directed by David Nutter, came out before the podcast existed, Sleep With Me, at least, uh, May 13, 2012. Uh, so it was at the conclusion of this season that I thought about starting to record the podcast based on this uh, series, this season, but I didn't do it. Wait, what month was it? So it was like a late uh, spring. So it takes place in a couple of different places. King's Landing, Sansa's uh, living, like, married to Joffrey. So that's not great. Uh, oh, no, no, wait. She's not married to Joffrey yet, but she's engaged to Joffrey, I guess. Uh, uh, Stannis' fleet is headed towards King's Landing. Uh, John's beyond the wall. He's hanging with the Greek, uh, uh, and, uh, uh, then they, uh, get caught by the wildlings at Harrenhal. Uh, Arya's undercover with Tywin, uh, Sir Gregor's uh, still Sir Gregor, uh, in the West, uh, Jamie's been caught by Rob. Uh, Jamie gets out, gets recaught, uh, I think, I guess at some point, Caitlin, uh, lets him go. I think maybe not in this episode though. Uh, Danny's in Karth. Uh, uh, let's see. Sir Jorah. Uh, oh, this is when they have to deal with the, uh, like the wizards. Uh, uh, and there's a lot of, and it's, hey, yeah, yeah, there's like a, a whole thing. Uh, Danny overcomes the wizards basically. And then they get out of there. In Winterfell, Osha, Bran, Rickon, and Hodor, H- Hordor, H- H- Hordor, uh, they take off, uh, and the, they ditch Theon, uh, who's really embarrassed, uh, 
And Theon even fake said, uh, he fake said they didn't lose them. It was watched by 3.69 American households when it first came out. And then about a, almost a million in the UK on Sky Atlantic. It was second uh, highest rated broadcast in the UK that week. Oh, that channel, Sky Atlantic. Uh, is a 92% on uh, Rotten Tomato. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so this is a good episode. I just remember, I like that title, Man Without Honor. Now, this episode is called Reckoning, which reminded me of, a, this definitely is an oldies, I guess, at this point, an REM album called Reckoning. They came out in 84. They probably didn't get into it, like, listening to it, maybe not even until the aughts. Uh, really, it has some really good songs on it, uh. It was the second album by R.E.M. Uh, let's see. It was recorded in uh, North Carolina. It tried to capture the sound of R.E.M.'s live performances. Uh, it used binaural, binaural recording on some tracks. Let's see. It was after their debut album was critically acclaimed. They started working on their second album. Uh, they were writing a lot. Uh, they were going through a streak. Peter Buck said they were writing like two good songs a week. Uh, uh, but the recording sessions were difficult for a lead singer who was worn out by the tour, previous tour. So they were having trouble getting usable vocal tracks. Uh, but yeah, a couple of songs. Let's look at the songs because uh, oh, those are review scores. End of Reckoning. I guess they made a movie about it. I was just trying to see if I could see packaging. So I'll link to this article from Wikipedia. But side side one has, uh, there's a a South Central Rain, but then I love these two songs. I love uh, Pretty Persuasion and Don't Go Back to Rockville. I really like both those songs a lot, just in case you're wondering. Uh, those are like two REM songs, and I know they had way more popular and probably better written songs. Uh, but those are two songs uh, that I really can listen to. Uh, that one, and then what's the one? Boxcars are turning. That has another title, but uh, those are three songs: British Persuasion, Don't Go Back to Rockville. Uh, so definitely listen to those. Check check those out. Okay, how about Ankylosaurus? This is from LiveScience.com. Article from May 10th, uh, 2017 by Joseph Castro. Five facts about the Ankylosaurus. Uh, so let's get these five facts. Are they buried in the article? Well, Ankylosaurus lived on low-lying plants. Uh, it uh, it had a big tail. It could have had, it might have been flat and triangular, but it, it particularly in movies is like a club-like. And it was armored, uh, massive knobs and plates known as ostroderms. Uh, could only go uh, six miles an hour. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, let's see. I think a couple other things. Uh, it uh, It's called that just because it had, it was like a tank. Uh, it means fused lizard in Greek because its uh, bones and skulls and other parts were fused, making it extremely rugged. Lived in the late Cretaceous period, 65.5 million to 66.8 million. And roamed the western United States and Alberta, Canada. 
uh, they did downsize it a bit as they've been analyzing uh, uh, stuff. The largest one was 25.5 feet uh, long and 5.6 feet wide. And it could weigh up to four metric tons covered in armor. So that was another one. Here's another thing to check out. I'll just it's Custer State Park. That's it's on the edge of the Badlands, and I'll just r- r- link to it. It does have 1,500 free roaming bison, uh, and then it's near uh, Wind Cave, Mount Rushmore, Jewel Cave. Uh, uh, Crazy Horse National Monument and Badlands National Park. Uh, so, and that's a, but it's a South uh, South Dakota State Park. It, if you're looking for a great uh, combination, like two days, uh, if you're especially if you're driving, that area is just amazing. Or longer, you know. Okay, how about some words for the SAT for those students? Devoid, D-E-V-O-I-D, devoid. Uh, it's from the obsolete, uh, and it means uh, empty, having none of, completely without. That's an adjective. Uh, as a verb, uh, to empty out or remove, devoid. Uh, oh, wow, anagrams they have in here. Vadi, voided. Devoid and voided uh, are anagrams. That's uh, good to know. I'll never remember that. Uh, that's devoid. Floatsome, floatsome actually comes up as floatsome and jetsum. Floatsome, though, it's spelled F-O-L, no, F-L-O-T-S-A-M, flotsam. It's the remains of a, a ship floating or stuff that's been discharged from a boat on the ocean or the sea. In space, it could be, you know, anything, I guess. A collection of items or fragments of little importance or considered to be of little worth. Uh, dregs, I guess, is a synonym, according to that. Uh, so that's floatsum and jetsum. Uh, then Star-Lord, I'll just link to that, because his name is Peter Quill, not Quail, Quail. Uh, but that's a fictional superhero in Marvel Comics. Uh, first appeared uh, Marvel Preview uh, number four in 1976. Uh, it becomes a, like an interplanetary uh, policeman, according to this, uh, Mantle Star-Lord, and, you know, is uh, famous now uh, because uh, of Guardians of the Galaxy and portrayed by Chris Pratt. Uh, so definitely worth uh, checking out. But, yeah, been around since the 70s. Uh, maybe that's why he likes the music in the movies. Uh Let's see, his abilities, he's a human Spartoi hybrid, enhanced strength, durability, longevity. He has an advanced suit. He's a master tactician and commander, except in the movies. Uh, Good at hand-to-hand combat, martial artist, use of technology, flight via jet boots, and a helmet uh, that... uh, you know, does a lot of stuff. So that's Peter Quill, not Quail. Quill, Quail, I think. Uh, and then finally, Hackles. That's another word you might be able to use. H-A-C-K-L-E-S, Hackles. Uh, according to Wikipedia, the rectile plumage in the hair or hair in the neck area of some birds and mammals, Hackles. Uh, so the hair on the back of your neck, that's a Hackle. 
and they stand up uh, when you're having, a, you know, a response. Uh, so, uh, raised hackles. You've raised my hackles. Uh, okay, and then uh, I'm going to turn it over really quick to Wendy Marstrap. Hey, everybody, this is Wendy Marstrap. I'm here with my Dewey Dewback. Uh, my Dewback Dewey, sorry about that. And I wanted to talk to you tonight just about ice planets. Uh, this season opened on an ice planet, and Hoth is another uh, famous ice planet. And I just wanted to give you a couple facts from Wikipedia about ice planets. In case you're planning on visiting one in the future, I don't know why you would, unless you have a lot of stuff. Uh, ice planets are a theoretical exoplanet with uh, an icy surface of volatiles, water, ammonia, or methane. Uh, planets consist of a global cryosphere. And it could be small icy worlds of a solar system or moons or Europa, Triton, a dwarf planets like Pluto or Eris, or smaller solar system bodies. Uh, they usually are uh, uh, composed of, oh, we said that, well, it could be carbon monoxide or other volatiles, depending on the surface temperature. Ice planets would have surface temperatures below 260 degree, degrees Kelvin. Negative 13 degrees Celsius if composed of water. Uh, 180 degrees Kelvin if uh, CO2. And ammonia would be 80 degrees Kelvin, which is a negative 193 degrees Celsius. Uh, oh, if methane. Uh, on the surface, uh, they don't seem very hospitable uh, like to life on Earth because they're cold and uh, but a lot of them have subsurface oceans. It could be warmed by internal heat or tidal forces from another nearby body that could be habitable. Uh, and then, you know, you could, you know, humans could bring stuff like on Hoth or the beginning of this episode or on your earthly poles. Oh, let's just look here. Ice planets and science fiction. Uh, there's been the Hoth in The Empire Strikes Back, uh, Gethin in The Left Hand of Darkness, uh, Fikina in Star, Ficina in Star Fox, uh, The Ancient Mesa in F-Zero, and uh, let's see what else. Uh, oh, then there's also Lava Planets, uh, which we've seen in... the. Uh, Oh, Mustafar, but also uh, Navarro, uh, Solar and Star Fox, Firefield and F-Zero, Pyronite and Ben-10, Excalibia and Star Trek. um, And those are silicon beings. There's ocean planets. There's a lot of stuff. Ocean planets. We saw an ocean planet. Oh, no, that was a moon. That was Endor. Oh, no, there's a moon of Endor, correct? Uh, well, anyway, folks, this is Wendy Marstrap saying, if you bring, if you visit an ice planet, bring a coat, please. And a lot more than that. Uh, from Dewey and I, good night.